Hey guys, welcome back to Brave Dreamers. That's where, you know, I, I don't lean too much on my own understanding. Like, I know where my sources of like, of just strength come from. Yeah, come and, on. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. when I start confiding in that, and I'm like, dude, okay, go back to your foundation. Wow. Y'all, that was so good. I was able to catch up with Lou Arnold and we were just talking about dreaming and living life with discipline and enthusiasm. Guys, this is such a great episode. So join the conversation, lean in, and I just hope that you get as many nuggets as I received. So without further ado, here it is. Hey guys, so today um, we are chatting with Lou Arnold, y'all. He's super dope. We've just been sitting here chatting for a little bit, and he is in tech. He is a cybersecurity engineer for a company up in New York. Y'all, this guy is super dope, and I'm really excited. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So how are you doing today? I'm well. It's been a pretty solid, what is today, Tuesday? It's been a solid Tuesday. Yeah. Got the rest yesterday, so we came full of life today, and... I'm happy to be with your audience. Yeah, so, I'm excited cool. too. They're going to be like, oh my goodness, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? Um, but we can dive right in um, and just talk about dreaming. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess like you just said that you were a dreamer as well um, as me. And first question, what was your biggest dream as a child? Oh, getting out of Woodlawn. <laughs> really <laughs> yes yeah um so i grew up in the, the kind of like the woodlawn um avondale area back before it's a little gentrified now um i grew up there and that was kind of like all i knew like that little that little box it was nothing outside of that yeah and um you know i i just tied into the the title of your your podcast is you know you're dreaming about the endless possibilities that are outside of that box and that was my only, I, I didn't know what specific industry I wanted to be in or like a job. I just wanted to get out and explore and see, you know, stuff that's like beyond my reach. Well, at that time, that was beyond my reach because everything is within your reach. But being in those like confines, you don't really know. Yeah. So all you can do is dream and uh, television, like you see all this other stuff and that adds to the dreams and adds to the, uh, the imagery, the vision. And yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I just need, I needed to get out. Like I, I knew I could do better. I wanted to see better. And that was kind of like my foundation or if I needed to go back or like my anchor, even now, like today, if I have an anchor, I'm thinking back to when I was uh, eight, nine years old, sitting in my grandmother's like, you know, living area, like, dang, like I want to go somewhere. Like, yeah. Is this... This can't be all the world. Like, there are right. billions of people on this planet. Like, what's going on? I need to see them. And um, honestly, that was my dream. I didn't have anything, I didn't, nothing specific. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I needed to get out and explore. And, yeah, here we are. So, like, are you, do you still have family in Woodlawn? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. My grandma's still there. Okay. She's yeah. Like, she's been there. Jesus Christ. 40 plus years, I'm, I'm sure, in the same house. Like, and I've, I've watched over my 28 years of like life, I've watched 
that whole area just go through different phases mm-hmm. and some good some bad and now we're kind of on the end of it being more of a progression and uh it's so cool and my grandmother is anchored to that community she's not going anywhere and uh honestly yeah she's probably one of my biggest like influential people in my life you know she basically raised me of course i love my mother and my mother was there um but granny that's where that's where we spent most of our time yeah mom's at work you know that's what we was like just out you know, the typical riding the bikes. You yes. know, you got your cousins on the pegs and all that other stuff. And you, and you got to stay outside because you can't let her get out and get air out. Summertime? <laughs> yes. Summertime, what is the house? Like, I, <laughs> we were so desensitized to heat like, mm-hmm. during that time period. Like, we didn't care. We're just kids. Like, yeah. We just wanted to get out there and create, do crazy stuff, do what kids do. Yeah. So, that, was my, that was my childhood. It was fun. It's hard, but fun. You know, yeah. we made the best out of it. And, uh... Yeah, I, it shaped me for who I am today. So, did you go to Willon High School? I didn't. I got the opportunity to go to uh, to Ramsey okay. High School, and um, I'm not big on the academic. Well, at the time, I wasn't big on the academics, but uh, Ramsey was challenging for me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I didn't, and I, I think it was just because I wasn't applying myself um to what was going on or there was a lack of interest of what was going on uh in the classrooms it wasn't until like i found like my true interest is when i started to develop like career or a specific industry or something like that but traditional schooling was never my forte yeah ever (laughs) yeah no i totally feel that like i guess it's just like when did you find that interest and I, what was the interest? Honestly, I didn't even I didn't even get a, a solid grasp on what I wanted to do until I was a year out of college. Like I had done that. I, I went to college because somebody told me to. You know, they're like, Oh, you're not gonna get a good job if you don't go to college. Yeah. I'm like, Okay. Well and at the time, uh after high school I needed a way to, to pay for college. So I joined the military, did all this other stuff. So I'm like, hmm, okay, what <laughs> What can I, like, use military training, all this other stuff? Like, how can I translate that over to a college degree? Um, talk with some of my recruiters, advisors, or whatever. And we came up with criminology. <laughs> and that's how I... Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was not... It wasn't something that I was just, like, sold on. I just need to get a degree. Yeah. Five years. Five years. Five years. And you went to the University of Alabama, right? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And so I guess to backtrack, so you went to the military after high school. And Mm -hmm. so you just did that to pay for college? So here's the backstory to that, to give context. Um, I completed uh, one semester, my freshman year at the University of Alabama. And I'm like, well, okay, how am I going to pay for college? This stuff is like expensive. Yes. I can't take out loans. And um, so that kind of played a factor into why I joined the military. Um, with the military giving me the opportunity to kind of like travel the world, which is it's afforded me to go places that literally that I would dream of. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm here. I'm like, I'm under the umbrella of the United States military, but I'm here. Yeah. So let's make the best of it. And um, that was kind of like... The military gave me my first exposure into like worldly views. Like everything is just not just solely based around the United States of America. 
Um, there's the people around the world. Right? They're beautiful people like that don't even look like the the typical people that you would see in America. Yeah. And just like the different, like learning the different mannerisms, um, <laughs> trying to learn different languages, different like cultures, ways of life, and just picking that up and bringing that back to like just who I am as a person. Yeah. And putting that back into my community. Like that was so cool to like just grasp all of that and bring it back here. What was your favorite place like outside of the United States? Romania. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Romania. Okay. Um, so Romania, they, they have like this huge castle and it's called, it's a city called Bronze. Bronze, Romania. And that's where uh, Dracula's castle is like, it's a literal castle on the side of this like hillside. It's beautiful. Yeah. All the architecture, architecture that you can think of, like from the whole vampire thing, like, and they just had like this whole like mystical, like feel about them so you're incorporating all the the lore and all this other stuff and um and we were there with some of the romanian soldiers and i just became like really really cool with those guys and of course the language barrier was there but we shared this one common interest um guys i i'm i'm a liquor enthusiast i love tasting different things and they have this like this home it's not homemade but it's more native to romania yeah it's kind of like our tequila ish okay it's called plinka 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 yes so good i still have a bottle of plinka from when did i go i still have a bottle of plinka from 2016 and it's just sitting there okay is it like wine like over time it just gets better or i don't know how that stuff works but okay i'll open it up and smell it and i'm reminded of how strong and how dangerous that stuff is and i just don't even bother got it (laughs) okay (laughs) got it but um but uh, aside from that you know just the romania's people they're they're great they're lovely people um and honestly i just building the relationships with them of course then i'm gonna have some attachment like to that specific area yeah and uh that's probably one of my favorite places if i can go back i definitely would okay (laughs) seriously i guess it's just like i feel like um you you joined the military so you can pay for school Mm -hmm. um it sounds like you really didn't kind of want to be there like you were kind of just there because someone told you to be there Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. when you joined the military did you not have a moment where it was just like this is what i dreamed of maybe i should just stay in the military I always knew that the military wouldn't be. It, it, I knew it would be good for me, but I knew it, it wasn't my final destination. Yeah. However, with that being said, I did not know what my final destination was until a little later, um, 2018 to be exact. <laughs> um, but the military showed me that, that hey, like there's there's a bigger world out here than what you're used to, and you got to push yourself like beyond some of the stuff that your comfort zones like yeah like nowadays i don't believe in living in comfort zones ever like if i feel comfortable i get worried i'm anxious oh wow this is going too good why is this going too good you know (laughs) what i'm saying so like yeah it's kind of like those thoughts that arise and um the the military it, it forged a lot of who i am today just based off of a from a discipline a discipline standpoint yeah um and just, you know, carrying myself with, you know, self-pride, self-confidence. I walk a little straighter, you know, straight up now. My head's a little higher now. Um, and that came from the military. And I don't think that I would be, I, I know for a fact, I wouldn't be who I am now if I didn't go through, 
uh, some of those challenges that I went through yeah. in the military. So. I love that. Like, I love how you have a broader perspective of you may be doing one thing mm-hmm. for a season, but it's just for a season. And, like, learning how to apply the things that you learned from that season and allowing it to transfer mm-hmm. into who you are mm-hmm. now. I think for me and even I'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners is just, like, constantly when you're going through something and you're just like, this isn't what I wanted. I don't want to be here. I feel like sometimes we can focus so much on what we're going through and not what we're supposed to learn through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yes. for you to... um for you to just have a broader perspective. Mm-hmm. And so going, so getting out of the military, going to UA mm-hmm. um, and doing criminology, how did you keep your perspective open? Honestly, I think it, that part was just ingrained in my, in my personality. Um, perspective is, it's, there's no limit to it. Like you can have, you can think of anything. And if you, I feel like if I can think about it and I can like literally like, place myself in that moment like whatever it is then I can do it yeah that's my mindset if I wanted to go it'll be hard as hell but if I wanted to go be a lawyer doctor I think I can wake up tomorrow and work towards that it'll be difficult yeah but I can place myself if I can visualize myself there I, I wholeheartedly believe that I can accomplish that and um as far as like perspectives and that, that's one reason why me and the military didn't, didn't work out a lot of the times it's black and white. I have my mind is more creative, is vibrant. I like, you know, I I I, I can't just follow like one structure if that makes sense. Yeah, and that was a lot of what the military was. It's kind of one structure at that time. I think it's changing a little bit for the best. Um, and you know, I I just needed room to expand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my perspective just could not be the military. I knew that for a fact. Um, so yeah, it's it honestly part of my personality just to always keep an open perspective things can go left things can go right but you just adapt you know that's so true and yeah. so real <laughs> that's so real when I was um reading your bio um this um interview that you did I was so intrigued because I went to the university as well mm. and I went for fashion Nice. Because people told me that I was good at that. And yeah. so I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but that was not it. Like, literally the Lord, like, halted all of that and was like, no, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, stop this. Mm-hmm. Um, do this instead. And now I'm in law school and it's extremely hard, but it's what I always wanted to do. Yeah. And so you went to school for criminolo- crim- criminology. Mm-hmm. How did tech get tied into this because like are you even doing that now like are you okay here's the story all right i took a digital forensics course you know forensics is kind of a part is this new age of like digital forensics specifically is this new age of kind of like policing uh criminology and you're just adding the digital aspects into it um, yeah because now everything all, most of the investigations that go on happen behind some type of technology. Like you have to go and pull a computer and do forensics on that computer. And that, essentially that's digital forensics. So um, University of Alabama launched their first uh, digital forensics class. I was one of 11 uh, in that class. 
And even then, like, it was fun. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm playing with this tech. I'm, like, tearing apart computers. It's cool. And um, I, I didn't realize that I even had a major interest in it until, like, a year or two after I had finished that, that class. Yeah. So I didn't go straight into tech after college. Like, it's, I was three years. Yeah. No, a year. A year after college is uh, when I started wanting to be into in tech um but to get back to your question uh i was sitting in houston texas that's where i went after college and i was working with the office of personnel management as like a background investigator like i don't know anybody in houston i'm just fresh face down there yeah i'm not as sociable as i am now um, so it was super difficult for me to kind of like branch out, meet friends, because Houston is now Houston is an amazing place, super fun. But back then it was just kind of like eh, I'm sitting in my dark apartment. Um, like I have a decent job, like it's cool, it's paying, uh, it's fair pay um, for someone coming straight out of college. But I just wasn't fulfilled. Like I'm yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I sat down in my at my desk, <laughs> and I lit a mahogany teakwood candle, and I'm just sitting there, like hands, like my hands are on my temple, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like this ain't it. Like, yes. And then so I sat there, I start reflecting. I was like, okay, let's look at some of the stuff that you actually enjoy. And I mm-hmm. remember that that class, and um, I was like, well, how can you merge technology? and your criminology background. It's like, well, cybersecurity. Because I mean, you're still working with tech, but you have to defend against the bad guys. And that was just a perfect marriage from there. So I made a vision board. I was like, okay, I need to get this certification. I need to to learn how to do this. I need to build this foundation. And as I started like checking off those boxes, I got to a point to where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to leave. Like just go out on a whim. I, I had no offers. I'm like, okay, I'm going back. And at this point, when I felt comfortable, I'm like, hey, I'm going back to to Birmingham. I'm going to try my luck and get a job uh, in tech. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm gonna freaking do it. And um, so I packed up a U-Haul. It drove 11 hours from oh Houston. Oh, um went back and this is all this is and this is so funny because this this was just 2018 i'm like all right i'm gonna go stay with mom i have to find another job and i got a call one day like hey super super low level like uh position literally the bottom of the barrel like tech position it was a uh, a point of sales um health desk position uh for hibbit sports that is for, okay, <laughs> I literally started an internship with them next really? week, so that's crazy. Funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're working at If you if you go like, you know, you'll this the chief uh, chief security officer. Uh, can't remember his name right now, but um, it was a tip job. This is one month. Okay. Thirteen dollars an hour. Oh wow. Two thousand eighteen. I'm like, okay, wait, let's do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna bet on myself and. Um, I knew I wanted to get into cybersecurity. Um, and so what I did is I went on LinkedIn. I found the, the chief security officer's name, his profile. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's that guy. 
All right, now let me find his office. Three days later, I'm knocking on his door like, hey, um, my name is Louis Arnold. Like this geeky, like, <laughs> you know, this geeky kid walking up just to a C-level uh, employee's like office. Like, yeah. hey, look, I want to learn this cybersecurity stuff. Like, can I sit in on some meetings? Like, can I come in early? And he was like, yeah, I came in an hour early. And I work with his team just like learning. They were just showing me stuff like basic stuff. Yeah. And um, he saw how enthused I was. And he knew that my contract with Hibis was going to be up. He's like, okay, I got something for you. It's, in a, it's at another organization. It's a step up from here. It's not quite cybersecurity, but this company will be looking to build their cybersecurity uh, infrastructure over the next coming uh, year or so. Yeah. So, okay. I, I'll, I can, I'll play my hand at that. And... Um, yeah, the rest was history. It it, it went what? it went wild from there in the and, world, and that that's just a, a, a test a testament to you know enthusiasm. That's one of my like if you're gonna do something like do it with enthusiasm. Yeah, always because people they see that like they see like how much like my social media. I I legitimately love what I do now. Like it's it's my calling. It's giving me a platform to reach other people. Honestly, if I wasn't in cybersecurity, I probably wouldn't be sitting here in this podcast room doing this podcast. Yeah. And so it's allowing me to just kind of like go out there and, I don't know, just let my voice be heard. Something that I never thought I would be doing. I couldn't even speak in front of people. Really? No. God, no. Absolutely not. (laughs) Before all this, no. That is so crazy. And I don't know. There were just so many good points in just everything that you just said. Like... From the point of you having to, not really having to, but you being in a position where you were by yourself and it gave you the space to think and really analyze where you were and what you wanted and being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it can definitely, sometimes the world is just so loud and just culture and people telling us what we should do or what we shouldn't do. I think the Lord definitely sometimes like just, not sometimes all the time like just puts us in a place where it's just like okay literally you have no other choice but to stop and listen sit down and listen (laughs) literally those are the words it's just like in super isolation i'm just sitting there night after night like okay and i and at that point that was probably um when i was when i was able to hear things like super clear yeah because i mean you feel it it's like yeah you're good like you're like okay, I should do this. Like, no hesitation. Yes. There was no afterthought behind it. It's just, go. Yeah. And if you, I mean, some people act on that and some people don't. And uh, I just encourage your listeners to, like, act on that good feeling because that's, that's just not you. Of course, that, yeah. is our, that is our Lord and Savior, our God, like, speaking to you. This is how he speaks to us. And, like, just go do it. Yes. You know, take a chance. Take a risk. Do what you got to do. If you fail... Okay, you can come back. Literally love that. And then just like your boldness to (laughs) literally just pack up and go back to the place where you wanted to leave from. Like how was, did you even think about that? Were you just like, no, no. Like that was my, that was my dream. I had one dream to leave. It was a chance. Okay. Yeah. Mind you. And uh, just getting a little personal here. I, I was in a relationship during that time. And, uh. You know, of course, like your lady friend, they're gonna want they want stability, they want something certain. And at that age, what 
I was 24, 25, like, you probably should start thinking about kids, bro. Yeah. Like, marriage, kids, all this other stuff. And um, to go from making a decent living to a temporary position at $13 an hour, you're living with your mother for God knows how long, like, what's going to happen? And uh, honestly, that was a strain on the relationship um, in so many different directions. Uh, but I, I just knew it was something that I had, I personally had to do. Like, I had that strong feeling, like, yeah, dude, go do it. Like, everything else will fall into place later. Go do it. Like, yeah. if I didn't act then, like, I don't even know if the opportunity would have presented itself to me again. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of <laughs> so it was, it was, it was kind of a question behind it. Um, but I went back to my anchor of like, okay, you gotta, you gotta get out. Yeah. You gotta go explore. Like, yeah, Houston is one thing. And like, you've done this stuff with the military, but now it's time to, you're not in the military. Well, now I'm not. Um, how are you gonna go out and reach other people? Like, beyond the walls of Alabama? Yes. Like, I'm gonna have to find a way. And this is, <laughs> I guess this is my way of doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I just, I'm just blessed. Like, that's all I can say. I don't know how it happened. I took a chance and boom. Yes. Yeah. Can we um, kind of talk about just your relationship? Obviously not. You don't have to go into too mm -hmm. much detail, but are you still in, in that relationship? And like, how was, how was that? Like putting yourself before that relationship mm -hmm. or the possibilities? <sighs> that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think at that age, um, not 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 in that relationship uh, anymore. Um, but at at that age, you kind of have to do what's best, unless you're just like by marriage. Like you know, you have to make those sacrifices, and that's that's just my wholehearted opinion. Um, but I was young, you know. That was my girlfriend. I I think she she supported me in what I was doing, but. It was always just kind of that doubt in the back of my head. Like, am I even good enough for you? Like, oh, wow. I'm going back to this. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what type of... And I, I get it. You have those people that are there to support you always. And she was very supportive. Um, but I I, question, I started to question myself. Like, am I even good enough? Like, can I provide for you at this time? Yeah. Like, those are the thoughts. Because as a man, you know, the cliche, we're the provider. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, that's totally, I don't believe that at all. I don't think we're the sole providers, um, because women bring so much more to the table. I agree. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yes. Y'all do. All right, we can't function without y'all. Um, but it was something that I had to do for myself. And I know if I didn't make myself happy, like, how am I going to make somebody else happy? Like, oh, wow. That is that, golden. That, that's so good. It, it just didn't, honestly, and the way I think now, I'm super like analytical, super technical, super zero plus zero equals zero um, type of mind. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, if I'm not happy, like, I, I, there's literally no way I can make you happy. Yeah. Absolutely no way. And, um, and that factored into my decision. Like I, I knew if I was going down the road that I was going, like it would just end it terribly. Yeah. And so I had to. I had to do it. I had to take that leap of faith and, and do what I had to do. Um, did it suck? Yeah. 
I mean, but I, I stand with my decision, like, to this day. Um, and I, I would do it all over again, honestly. So. That's so good. I was wondering, like, if you had any regrets um, of just anything. <laughs> Absolutely not. No? No. This has been, it's been a journey. It's been, like, hard. Like, yeah. Like, crying. People see, when they see me, they see this kind of, like, you know, this fit guy with all the tattoos, the dreadlocks. But honestly, man, like when, when stuff gets hard, like, of course, I'm going I'm I'm to be emotional. Like, where am I going to? I can't yeah. do it in front of people. Yeah. But like behind those closed doors, I'm, I'm like, OK, I'm a mess. Um, but then that's where, you know, I, I don't lean too much on my own understanding. Like, I know where my sources of like of just strength come from. Yeah, come and, on. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when I start confiding in that. And I'm like, dude, okay, go back to your foundation. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Think about it. Like, we, we can't do this stuff on our own. I had an auntie literally tell me this yesterday. He's like, she says, you know, literally, we can't even get up and breathe without, like, our <laughs> anchor. And, Facts. And not to even, like, start preaching, but no, I, I, I will. No, you can't. You, you can know? preach. I you will. can preach. But, um, but, yeah, just going back to that that source and... And you you literally have to do that every day you wake up. You have to go back to that source because every day something's going to be pulling at you or whatever it is. Because I, I don't know. I don't know kind of like the audience, but whatever source that you have, whatever that foundation is, like you have to go back to that foundation. Yeah. To, to for one, find some type of calmness, mm-hmm. some type of direction, because without a direction, you're just out here blind in the world. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you get that direction and you find like, okay. I'm back centered. All right, whatever you got to do, go back to your home place, sit on the porch in the rocking chair. Because <laughs> honestly, when I when I need to be humble, I would go sit on my grandmother's uh, deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, with lawn. And I would just sit there. Yeah. In the same spot that I would be sitting when I was eight, nine years old. Yeah. And just remembering how, like, okay, this is what I said I was going to do when I was little. Mm-hmm. Like, all those flashbacks. Yeah. Start thinking about that stuff. And then, okay, new light. I feel renewed. Let's go do this thing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Let's go make it. Let's that make is it so good. That's so good. And for, like, the listeners that know me, like, I, my internal word is Selah. Just, mm-hmm. like, a pause, reflection, and mm-hmm. just praising, mm-hmm. like, for where I am and where I've come from. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, yes. I think it's just so important sometimes getting back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And remembering where you come from, um, that's so sweet and so special. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And you, you have to go back and just, like, and live in those moments again. Yeah. And it gives you clear vision. Like, as I stated earlier, it gives you that clear vision of, like, hmm. It puts you back in that mindset of that kid, that big dreamer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, of course, like, I, I used to dream way bigger when I was a kid than what I do now. Like the possibilities were endless, and when you go back to that, and you just, you, it's like you're re-energized. Like your enthusiasm comes back. Like you know why you are here, and you know that there are people like looking up to you. Mm-hmm. That that's gonna come up because people are gonna come behind you. Yeah, and you gotta like lay the brickwork for them as well, just as our forefathers and our ancestors have done. Like if we don't do it, then our our later generations are lost. Like we are at that age to where. I have a 13-year-old sister. Let me tell you. Funniest, funniest little girl ever. Jeez. Um, 
but I, I try to carry myself in a way that you know that that she can be inspired by. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's my little sister. I want her to. I want her to see some of the stuff that I didn't get to see. I want her to do some of the stuff that I can. I didn't get to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, 13 years old, hopping on a plane, going somewhere. I I never. I didn't hop on a plane until I was 18 years old. Yeah. You know, I wanted to give her that exposure until, and even like, the people who came before me, like. I feel like I'm working for them, not, not only the generations that came after me, but the generations that came before me, because they laid so much of the brickwork and they didn't get a chance to kind of like reap those benefits. That's so you think real. About it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like we're, us currently, yeah. you know, we're kind of reaping like what they sowed into, you know, we're reaping from their hardships, kind of their struggles. And I think us as like millennials or people in this age, you know, uh, that that we're in to not only like look back to the to the future um but go back to our past man like we got grandparents like i want the, i want to see the best one i want my grandparents to be um as comfortable as possible like, mm-hmm. they, i want them to see this part of life that i now get to enjoy because of them yes and so uh to the listeners man just just make sure we're not forgetting those people that that came before us you know what i'm saying because it's easy to do that like it is. it's super easy and i if we we do that i think we start making the world a way better place than what it is that's so good oh my goodness (laughs) you're really awesome love (laughs) talking to you thank you yes (laughs) any last other little nuggets that you want to drop um i don't know Mm. what you just said about just looking back and thinking about like the generations Mm -hmm. past like Mm -hmm. And moving forward, I definitely think um, this is a conversation that me and a lot of friends have. It's just like being the person that's willing to um, defeat the generational curses of our time, you know? It's just like if we don't do it, then our kids are going to have to face those giants. And so like knocking those down. Sorry, um, when you were talking, (laughs) I was just like, that's that's real. Like it's It's so, so real. I welcome it. And I challenge everybody else to, to welcome that uh, that responsibility. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, other people are, you know, the the present. Well, I'm sorry, the future and the past. I'm pretty sure that they can handle it. Yeah. But, I mean, we're here now. Let's let's do the work. Yes. Let's, let's lay the groundwork. Um, and I'm enthused about it. Like, I, I carry that. It's not even a burden. I, I carry that um, that responsibility just on my shoulders. Like, hey, look, like this. You are the one who's gonna who's gonna like bridge that gap. Yes. Like you got this. Yes. Like, and you know what I'm saying. And that's another level of of just like you know motivation to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Like those days where you don't feel like waking up. Yes. You don't like want to. For me, it's waking up, hopping on calls. Uh, coding something or responding to different stuff in the middle of the night and like i don't i don't necessarily want to do that mm-hmm. but that stuff is necessary for for my long term like my way future yeah and it's, that stuff is necessary it's like the necessary building blocks like you just can't skip from here to there you gotta go through some stuff to do it right and that's gonna take discipline um and discipline and enthusiasm like, enthusiasm. Yeah. That's our word for this yeah, podcast, you gotta, guys. You gotta do it with enthusiasm. Because I mean, if it's not fun, then you're gonna you're gonna half do it. You know That's what I'm so true. Yes. You know, so uh I, I find 
I find enthusiasm in whatever I do. I, I make it, try to make it fun. Yeah. And try to make it enjoyable for any party that's going to be involved. And we prosper together. That's, that's, how, that's so how awesome. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Thank Love you. that. Thank well, you. thank you so much just for taking time out of your busy <laughs> schedule to chat pleasure. with me. It's my pleasure. This has been awesome. This has been awesome. I, I thank you. Yes. Thank well, you. guys, that's it. Um, talk to y'all later. Guys, thank you so much for joining this conversation. If you want to follow Lou on Instagram, his handle is Lou underscore hacks. Right. <laughs> Such a wonderful play on words. Thank y'all for just tuning in and talk to y'all soon. Bye.